Streaming with Two Dudes, a podcast about all things streaming. Each episode, we break down some of the best series, songs, movies, and shows. I'm one dude, Parker. I'm the other dude, Jeff. And dudes, this month, our theme is basketball films. And this episode, we are talking about He Got Game. But first, Jeff, what have you been streaming? This could be a record. This is what? Going to be my fifth, sixth week in a row where I've got something else to share. All right. Uh, this might be my last week for a while, <laughs> so don't get too used to it. Uh, so a little bit different direction this go around. Um, we uh, have streamed some, maybe the first two seasons of, I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's called Chosen. I have not. And no, I haven't heard that. Uh, it's faith-based, and it's like the first multi-season uh, series based on the life of Christ. And it's the highest funded Kickstarter. It was fully funded, like through Kickstarter or something, and just got a huge response. Um, I will say this for anybody that's watched faith based stuff, you know that a lot of times it's extremely cheesy, it's extremely low budget, and can be extremely painful to watch. Um, I will say this this one does not fall in that category. Um, that it's very well done. The acting is really good. The production just uh is it's just very well done. I, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, even for people that don't necessarily like faith based stuff, um, it's I mean I, I mean a lot of, in a lot of ways it's historical because it's telling you know the life of Christ, right? Um, but they, I'm trying to word this carefully they they take their own liberties with some of the characters yeah so like if the bible didn't go into as much detail with some of the characters that they do um but and and they'll and they'll be up front you know we're, we're not showing you necessarily the bible just verse for verse yeah so you need to go to the bible yourself to do that you know we were providing entertainment right. to make you want to go to the book and and read more of the stuff so so it's this really good storytelling. And then, of course, you know, a lot of it does follow, the, you know, the Bible and the stories um, and that kind of stuff. But they they go a little bit deeper on some of the characters that maybe you don't get from just reading scripture. But they're kind of well, like kind of like what Frank Miller did with with the Batman. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's very well done. Um, I don't know if you have, if you ever watched. Uh, the passion of the Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one one of the few faith based films that I thought was just extraordinarily done. Yeah. Um, just from it was just incredible, and I, I was kind of hoping that that was going to jumpstart to where you would see more of those type of movies get the big enough budget, get enough quality people you know Uh, what my favorite my favorite faith based movie is, um, and this one's like a throwback. And it probably is actually like it's it's actually a higher budget one. Um, it was done by like a, um, I think DreamWorks, but the Prince of uh, Prince of Egypt. 
Oh yeah, that was excellent. Uh, that movie is a banger. Love that movie. Um, actually, um, I think the same studio that helped with Chosen is has another campaign raising money to do one on David. Uh, and it'll also be animated, kind of like Prince of Egypt. Gotcha. And they kind of did like a little teaser trailer, and it looks like it it could be because it made me think of Prince of Egypt. Um, so it could be kind of along those lines. So it'll be interesting to see if if that comes together. But yeah, uh, Chosen, you can, it's on different platforms. They have their own app. You can watch it through that. I know I've seen some seasons, whether it's Amazon, I'm trying to think even maybe Peacock, but there's multiple options. If if you search, you'll, you'll see it. There's three seasons. Third season just came out recently. So there's a total of three seasons. We've watched the first two. Um, so yeah. Nice. How about yourself? Um, actually, I this is gonna be kind of a break for me because I've been so busy. Um, just the past uh week, I haven't really been able to sit down and really stream anything else besides the movie. Um, but you, are, um, you, are you just doing that to make me feel better for all the? No, times? no, no, no. I'm not. But I am gonna. I'm gonna completely go in the opposite direction of what you were talking about um so i kind of have like a thing for as much as i like to to talk trash about them i really enjoy trashy um trashy reality you know love is blind um which by the way is coming out with a new season later on this month it's pretty excited about that but when we i've never been i've not really i haven't really been on tubi before um you know, and, and we had to watch where we were trying to watch the film on. Uh, I'm sure we can go into that a little bit later, but we were going to watch the film this week on Tubi. And um, I decided to just kind of scroll through there. And I found that all 19 seasons of Bad Girls Club is on Tubi, <laughs> dude. And I am kind of stoked about it because that show is great. And I don't know if you've ever watched it, but they take like all of these girls that are like, just have bad attitudes and are just like I don't know it's just great and then they put them all in a house and they fireworks man fireworks like they go out and party and get drunk in this house and then they just oh man it's like it's like the real world but just like all women it's great it's it's I actually meant to bring this up last. I think it was last week when you we first started talking about Love Is Blind, uh-huh. and we were starting. We would talk about those type of shows. But do you ever remember hearing or watching? I want to say it was called Beauty and the Geek. Yes, I do. Ashton Kutcher was actually behind that years ago. It's it's been a minute. Uh, did you watch it? I think I did. I don't even know how many seasons there were. There may have only been one. Yeah. Uh, it was an interesting concept. I, I mean, I thought it was at least mildly entertaining uh, having a house full of, you know, hot girls with nerdy boys and just watching them kind of learn from each other, different aspects. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought it had a, a, a pretty neat, um, the way it kind of carried out. It was, now whether it was staged or it really happened is probably another story, but you at least got the, I guess the idea or the inkling that maybe they did learn from each other as far as what each of them bring to the table. And yeah, um, but yeah, it made me think of that when you were talking about all these type of shows last week. 
Yeah, I mean, and some of them I really can't get into. Like, I'm not like a big fan of just like dating shows in general. Um, they just have to have like some kind of crazy premise behind them. And like, ah, yeah, man, that Love is Blind is definitely one. I'm just like, these people are like proposing without even, I mean, like, I know that's like the whole premise of the show, but like the fact that these people are like planning on getting married and then they don't even know like until they get to the altar what the other one's actually going to say like that it's just so crazy man so crazy um only in america <laughs> you're right no what's crazy is i'm pretty sure they have this in other in other countries like i'm pretty sure there's like love is blind in like brazil and stuff dude i'm not even joking um it's crazy um so jeff um he got game that is what we watched this week we didn't we I made a bad call. I've never been, like I said, I've never been on Tubi. Um, I just, I, I actually have never even watched this movie. I never watched He Got Game before. Um, and I've always wanted to. I don't know. I'm just, it's one of those films that I always saw. I've always been a big Didzel fan, first of all. And, you know, whenever I was, a, whenever I was younger, when this film came out in 1998, I was probably 11. I was 10 or 11. And, I remember seeing it and, and, but I was like, oh, I, I kind of wanted to watch it. But for some reason, I was just like, yeah, that's probably not going to be something that I would be totally into. Um, but I always remember the cover and the poster. And then I've always just kind of like seen it throughout my life. And when you wanted to do basketball films, I was like, hey, perfect time. And it was also streaming on Tubi. Um, didn't, look into Tubi or anything before that but um so we announced that on sunday and it was off of Tubi by tuesday night so um so jeff and i had to rent this movie because we just watched this uh wednesday we didn't get to watch it till wednesday night so apologies to anybody who didn't get to watch this movie before it got taken off of Tubi um yeah um, but yeah, Jeff, uh, what can you tell me about this film? You got any well, it, for me? It, it turns out I've not seen this movie before either. All right. Uh, I think I mentioned last week that I thought I'd seen it and I was definitely familiar with it. Yeah. I knew Denzel was in it. I knew Ray Allen, an actual basketball player was in it. And I'm sure I've seen clips here and there. When I watched the movie, I'm like, yeah, I've never seen this. I, the premise the storyline was all new to me. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, ironically, uh, which, you know, it's a good kickoff to the month. Uh, obviously, we're doing basketball, but not only that, I mean, March is mostly about college basketball. Yeah. And of course, this whole movie revolves around a high school phenom who's trying to make his decision to go to college. Yeah. Um, ironically enough, I, I didn't find near as much information as I thought. I thought it, it would be loaded. I mean, Spike Lee, Denzel, it's a right. very well-known movie. Uh, so I didn't find near as much as I thought I would. So maybe I, maybe my Googling skills are just not what they used to be, but I looked really hard. But I, I will start with the cast. Uh, obviously, as we've mentioned, Denzel Washington played uh, Jake Shuttlesworth. And to be honest with you, Parker, I'm not even going to tell you what other movies he's been in because I feel like that's a disservice. Right, because if I had to tell you what other movies Denzel has been in, you're probably not listening to this podcast anyway. Right. I will say this, and I'm sure you will agree. He will go down as one of the the best in our generation. 
Oh, for sure. Um, in a generation, I mean, he's not, he's not my generation. generation. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Of our time, yeah. And I don't think I've ever heard anybody say eh, he's okay. Yeah, he don't do it for me. Everybody that I, that I know that's breathing and watches movies, they'll say, "Oh, yeah, Denzel's one of my favorites." I mean, yeah. he's about as reliable as they come. It doesn't matter what role he's playing. Uh, yeah, he's just great. So yeah, he yeah. was the lead character. Um, yeah. One of the other leads is Ray Allen, and moviegoers will obviously not be familiar with him. And if you don't watch basketball, you, you won't be familiar with him either because he was not an actor. Um, he was a legit basketball player, great in college. Um, actually, he was he either had just finished his first or second year in the NBA um, at the time uh, of the movie and in it filming. Uh, so he played Jake's son, which was Jesus Shuttlesworth. Nice name, not Jesus, but flat out Jesus. Yeah. And what I didn't realize when we decided we were going to watch this movie is we had a couple of rising stars in this one on the female side. Yeah, I, I didn't was, realize this either. I was totally shocked at Rosario Dawson. I was like, I was that like, looks like Rosario Dawson. Yeah, I was like, heck yeah, and, what? I love her. And I don't and, know, like, if you, like, because, like, I've, I had seen her in the movie Kids, and she was probably, like, she was a lot younger. And... I had never seen her in anything in the, like the late nineties. I think she didn't show up again for me until maybe Sin City or somewhere around that. Yeah. She was only 18 for this movie and it was definitely her first big role. So it, I'm sure it, it definitely helped pave the way. I mean, obviously you get cast in the Spike Lee movie, you know, people are going to take notice. Um, but yeah, she played Lala, which was uh, Jesus's girlfriend or love yeah. interest. And then the other rising star was, uh, and I'm sure I'll butcher the name, and you can correct me, but Mila Jovovich. I think you got it. Played Dakota, which yeah. somewhat of a love interest for Jake Shuttleworth. Uh, so she kind of had a minor role, but um, I don't think this was her first big role, but she did Fifth Element, I think, yeah. right before this, and that kind of what put her on the map, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so this one just kind of added to it. Um, as far as casting, um. You want to take a? No, I'm not even going to ask you to take a stab because you may not be as familiar with basketball. But <sighs> Spike Lee originally wanted Kobe Bryant to play the part of Jesus Shuttlesworth. Oh, nice! At the time, Kobe had just finished his rookie year, so you know he jumped straight from high school to the NBA. Yeah. So you know he was still had youth on his side, um, and Kobe did read the script. He loved the script, but he had just finished his rookie year. He had a horrible playoff series and as we know what kobe's like now that didn't sit well with him yeah. so he was committing his entire summer to getting stronger getting better so he just told spike said look man i just i can't i just don't i can't commit that much time in the off season i'm all about getting stronger better so yeah kobe was out um a couple other basketball players i don't know if you're familiar with them alan iverson and stefan marbury mm-hmm I were also considered, but neither one of them wanted to audition. I guess they just wanted to be given the part. So <laughs> them not wanting to audition was a deal breaker. Uh, strangely enough, Stefan Marbury was convinced. And, and one of the reasons he didn't feel like he should ha have auditioned, and Spike Lee disagrees with him on this, but Stefan says, it's obvious this movie is about me. It's about <laughs> my life. 
because Stefan went to that same high school. Um, and if you'll remember, he was even referenced in the movie uh, when uh, Jesus is having that conversation with, I forgot who it was, but, you know, nobody comes out of Long Island uh, yeah. or, or is it? It's Long Island or Coney Island? Coney, Coney Island. Island. Coney Island. Um, and goes to the NBA. It's like, oh, except for Stefan Marbury. Yeah. Um, so he went to the high school that was featured in the movie. So, but Spike Lee was like, man, this movie ain't a, one about you. It's, you know, huh. but Stefan was convinced. But this was actually Spike Lee's first film to open at number one at the box office. But don't let that fool you. It was just, <laughs> it's just really good timing. It made $7.6 million in the opening weekend. Uh, had a total of $21.5 million at the box office. It actually had a budget of $25 million. Oh, so actually didn't, actually didn't do well. Um, luckily for Spike, Denzel did take a lot less money um, than he typically would just to help make the movie happen. Um, but as far as like you go to Rotten Tomatoes, you get a lot of review sites, it, it scores really well um, at the MTV Movie Awards. And this is kind of weird. Ray Allen got nominated for best breakthrough male performance, but then also in a, I never heard of this. I don't know if this was like comparable to the Razzies, uh, the 1998 stinkers, bad movie awards. Spike, <laughs> Spike Lee was nominated for worst sense of direction. <laughs> Two opposite ends of the spectrum there. Right. Uh, Ray Allen and Spike Lee have had conversations or have had them in the past about a de facto sequel to the film. Ray Allen envisioned Jesus Shuttlesworth being near the end of a successful pro career and kind of playing off of that. Uh, obviously, that never happened. I don't know if that's still a possibility. I'll have to wait and see. And this is actually the first major motion picture written and directed by Spike Lee, where he did not have a performance from him in the movie at all. Interesting. And that's pretty much all I got. I'm just a couple little tidbits that I will point out um, as you're giving us your your little schoolboy recap. <laughs> a couple of scenes I feel pretty confident you'll cover, and I'll kind of uh, sneak a little interesting tidbit in there. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to try because this movie was long. And there was flashbacks, and there was multiple storylines. So I I think I can get most of the scenes, but getting them in order is going to be a little tricky. Um, but with that being said, for those of y'all that have never listened to us before, this is the part of the episode where I try to recap everything from memory, and Jeff is going to grade me on a scale like a like I was in school on a grade from, I guess, A plus to F. And, of course, F being the lowest. And um, most of the time I do pretty good. But this time I've only gotten this, gotten to watch this film one time. And I got, this is the first time I've ever seen it. So I'm not really going to set really high expectations for myself. But we're going to try. Because... We'll, we'll push chugga, it. Chugga, chugga, chugga. Your, your teacher, your teacher is old and has very bad memory, so you could do poorly, and I wouldn't necessarily. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Although I, right. I, I feel like I should have a ruler for this segment, just so 
<laughs> I could physically hit you or anything, but I don't know, feel more teachery. All right, so we open up, and during the opening credits, we see just a bunch of people all across the country in different areas of life um, playing basketball. And then we hear from uh, this, um, then we hear, we get to meet Jesus. Um, we found out that he is the number one uh, prospect for uh, for colleges. And he's just this great kid. Like we said, he's in Coney Island. Uh, his dad, Jake, is locked up in the state penitentiary. And he gets called to the warden's office and the warden tells him that the governor has offered Jake a pardon if he can get him to go to Ball State. Right? Was it Ball State? It was Big State. Big State. Big State, right. Big State University, which is where the governor was an, is an alumni of. And so... Um, if if doing so, Jake will get out um on an early release. All he has to do is convince his son to go there. Uh, so they let him out for seven days. He has seven days before uh, Jesus announces to convince him to sign a letter of intent. And so they, they send him with some handlers out to go and meet with Jesus. We see Jesus, him and his uh, friends and teammates. They go and play a game at this local court, this out by Jesus and uh, his cousin Booger's house, or house apartment. And they get to um, they get to playing, and I like that. Really, I really like that scene where they have like that I forgot the classical music that was playing behind it, but just like the classical music set to the, the game. Love that. Um, and then we learn that, I think it's right here that we learn that Jesus's mom was dead and that she was killed by Jake. And Jake goes and talks to Jesus and... Nope, nope, no, he doesn't. First, he goes and he talks to Jesus' sister and his daughter and Mary. That's her, that's her name, Mary. And Jesus he, and Mary. Right. And he, he, uh, Jake sees her outside of school and they walk home together. And Mary goes upstairs or goes to go home upstairs and Jake talks her into letting him her come up there with him or him up there with her. And while he's there, Jesus comes home and he's not happy with him. He tells him he'll talk to him later. And they meet up at the court and talk for a little bit. Um, and then we get some flashbacks and stuff about... Uh, Jesus' mom calling her him, or him in for dinner. We see little booger, <laughs> and um, he pretty much tells uh, Jesus pretty much tells Jake that he does not want to have anything to do with him. So 
Jake goes away. He sees this um, at his apartment. He sees this um, prostitute getting beaten by her pimp. And um, he goes in, investigates and checks it out. And she is Mila Jovovich. And I forgot her character's name. Uh, Dakota. Dakota, you're right. And she, um, they kind of have a little time together and, you know, talk about how they are relate and everything. And they kind of fall for each other a little bit, get a little connection. And um, meanwhile, we learn that like all of these colleges are trying to get a hold of Jesus. They're offering him money. He's being noble and turning everything down. His family is all getting corrupt and they're taking in bribes and everything. Um, everybody's pretty much trying to, you know, convince Jesus about where to go, including his dad. And But his dad is really the only one that's being up front with him. Um, pretty much we just see a whole bunch of random things. Even, even Jesus' girlfriend is not really his girlfriend. He's getting played by her because she has like this other boyfriend on the side that's trying to get him to go pro and um yeah and then meanwhile jake is having this affair with this woman while he's also trying to reconcile with jesus um we get a flashback we find out how jake had killed his mother and they were having an argument after basketball one night, him and him and Jesus. And Jake was in a rage and, you know, pushing his son and the mother came up to him and he shoved her and she fell and hit her head. So, you know, definitely was responsible for death, but more of manslaughter than kind of what I was expecting. Um, and then we see I forget where we're at. Oh, and then um Jake confronts uh Rosario Dawson about her being fake and winds up getting in a fight. He takes off running. He has a whole night with Dakota and then him and he tells Jesus like hey you and me one on one if you beat me you never have to see me again but if I win you have to sign the letter of intent and they play a game and to 11 and Jake loses quite a, by quite a bit um, and then Jake the interesting just, note about that scene yeah the 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 original script it was supposed to be 11 to nothing <laughs> but they let they let the game play out and by everybody's surprise Denzel was hitting these crazy shots <laughs> when I first watched the movie I'm like why are they showing him hitting bank shots from outside yeah because that's that's not a good shot if you're if you're a shooter so I thought that was odd, but then when I went back and read this, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense because I mean, that was real. 
Yeah. Um, it was supposed to be eleven nothing, and <laughs> in 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 real life, Denzel happened to make his first four shots, and like, and Ray Allen was pissed. His his acting coach or whatever was pissed. We're like, what what is happening? The script's supposed to be eleven nothing. And Spike was like, "Hey, let's let it play out. Let's let's uh, <laughs> this is probably better." And I, I do think it made it better because it gives you that little bit of doubt early on. Because I mean, you obviously know Jesus is far better. Oh and, yeah, and he's going to win. But at least create that little bit of doubt. It's like, hey, is uh, is old dad going to show him a thing or two? But so yeah, that, that was supposed to be eleven to nothing, not eleven to five or four, whatever it was. Yeah, I feel like it not only does it give you like the thought of like, is he going to beat him, but it also kind of makes you wonder a little bit like is he letting him win, you know, like kind of like a little bit of that too. But then you, I mean, obviously, like you said, he's just way better. Um, But uh, then the next day at the announcement, he, he tells um, everybody that he is going to big state and he gives a really nice speech. And he even mentions his father and how much he means to him. And, then we see Jake. He is talking to the warden, or he gets called back into the warden, and the warden tells him that you know technically he wasn't the one that convinced him. So the governor's he has he's gonna, he doesn't know. He said we're gonna try, it's gonna take some time to get out, and Jake pretty much knows that nothing's gonna happen. Um, so he's outside, and he is practicing basketball, and he walks over this line, and the guard is threatening to shoot him. And Jake picks up the basketball and throws it over the the fence. And the basketball lands in the court of where Jesus is practicing at Big State. And Jesus picks up the ball and he knows where the ball came from. And Jay, or, yeah, Jake, before he gets shot, turns around and walks back across the line. And the movie ends. The end. All right, I, I'm going to have to be a little bit more strict on my grading this week. Okay. I feel like I'm a little too nice on most weeks. <laughs> um, so I think I'm going to have to go with a C. Okay, fair. How, however, as, as you pointed out early on, this movie is really tough to recap. So this is like a C in a very advanced college, you know, level course. <laughs> so it's almost like you're getting a B or an A minus in a regular course. So yeah, I, I will say that. So, uh, but yeah, that one was tough. There, there were some a few things uh, that were probably important that you left out, but uh, but overall, still solid. You pass and you get to move on. All right, sweet. Good thing I don't have to. We don't have to redo this episode. Uh, one of the scenes I was hoping you were going to point out. This was the I only had two other little tidbits, and one of them was yeah. the, that, that final basketball game. Um, the other one was uh, you didn't hit on any of the. Like when he was taking uh, his, he did a tour of what was it, Tech University? Yeah. Um, he, he hangs out. Actually, the guy that gave him the tour was Rick Fox, who's uh, a legitimate basketball player as well. Yeah. I will point out he played at the University of North Carolina. Go <laughs> Hills. Uh, <laughs> but the scene where he had the two women in the bed waiting on him. They were played by real life porn stars. Oh, nice. <laughs> so you, <laughs> you and your bad girl show. <laughs> hey. But uh nice. 
All right, Jeff. Well, what did you think about this? Um, and what? Wait, first you got to come up with what? What was our ranking score this I, week? I actually thought of one ahead of time for like nice. the first time ever. So, uh, a little bit of a, of a hidden meeting. You may not pick up on it, but it's going to be out of five bucks. <laughs> um. So there's multiple meanings there. Obviously, this movie all about the money, <laughs> and yeah. everybody was after this kid. Ray Allen was playing for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, that's what I was about time. to say. I was about to say, was there was there more than one buck in there? <laughs> more than one Milwaukee yeah. Bucks? And the Bucks will play a huge role in the movie I'm picking for us next week. Okay. So, bada bing. Nice. So, Parker, Parker, Parker. I'm so conflicted with this movie. Um, In a good way. It, it brought out a lot of feelings and emotions um in in all different directions like i said it was the first time i've seen it so i do like that part of it you know i'm going into it fresh uh, you can definitely tell it's a little bit an older movie uh for our standards anyway it's what yeah. 20, 24 23 years old um so i'm just gonna give my score first and then i'll go into a, a very complicated explanation first of all we'll do a little bit different just go ahead and tell me what you think I'm going to give this one. I think you're going to give this one a three and a half. Okay, you're pretty close. I'm going with a three. And there's so many things I did like about this movie, but I feel like there were a number of flaws that that really detracted from it, which is unfortunate because I feel like this had all the makings of easily being like a four and a half for me. Um just reading a lot of people's feelings and, and thoughts and reviews on it. A lot of them were saying, you know, I cannot believe this was not nominated for any award, blah, blah, blah. Well, there's a reason it wasn't because there were a number of flaws and it, and very correctable flaws in my opinion. Had it not been there, I, I felt like this movie would have got a number of nominations and awards. And, and even though it's, it still has a very cult following and it's, and it's revered in a lot of ways and, and for good reason in a lot of, a lot of areas. But first and foremost is why in the heck did you cast Ray Allen to play Jesus Shuttlesworth more <laughs> and nothing against Ray Allen. Why did you cast a non-actor in that role? Yeah, that was a little crazy. That, and nothing against Ray Allen. Props to him for taking on such a big role. A difficult, that was a difficult character and role for a seasoned actor. Yeah. And to put a non-actor who's never acted a day in his life, especially, and being that young and, and inexperienced, to me was just a huge mistake. I mean, luckily you had Denzel, you had Desario, uh, I just, what did I call her? <laughs> I call her Desario. You did, I think so. Okay, Rosario Dahl. I combined her first and last name. Uh, Mila Jovovich. I mean, and and that was great. And the movie really needed those those heavy hitters. Yeah. But at the same time, when you've got those heavy hitters, it makes him stick out like a sore thumb. It's like he just ain't on the same page. Yeah. And to me, there was just too many moments that just and this is just me. It was cringe. Because you could tell he's not an actor, and and I know why Spike did it because you know he he wanted a legit basketball player. I get that. Yeah, but this to me wasn't even so much a basketball movie because 
and maybe you'll agree, but Jesus Shuttleworth's character, 90% of his scenes, he was not playing basketball. Yeah. So why did you put so much emphasis on, because in my opinion, he made Denzel Washington look like he could hold his own against his son. Yeah. So why did you not think you could have a just a good actor look like a legit basketball player? I guarantee there's plenty of great actors that played college basketball or they were really yeah. good in high school. And of course, we, we know Spike Lee. He would never admit that was a mistake. He's got way too much pride and he might not want to throw Ray Allen under the bus like that. But to me, that was just such a grave mistake. And to me, it just it hurt the movie in so many ways. And again, nothing. I love Ray Allen. Loved I love basketball. Loved him as a player. He was always one of those guys. He, he never got in trouble off the court. He played the game the right way. He's just not an actor. Um, he did one other movie outside of this, but it, obviously it was just a very minor role and, and for good reason. He's he's not an actor. Yeah. And he should not have been cast in that role. Like I said, it's different if it's just a basketball movie. But that was a heavy role. I mean, and I, I hate to go on about it, but I'm just, I, I was, I was like banging the table and I'm like, why? I'm like, and I wanted to love this movie. And it, and, there, and there's a lot of things. Denzel, amazing. Um, I like the fact that it it just wasn't a traditional basketball movie like we were used to seeing. It, it, yeah. it dealt with some, some heavy stuff. I mean, you feel for, for Jesus because man, everybody's, they want something from him. And mm -hmm. he's just an 18 year old kid trying to make a tough decision. And, and it was so heartbreaking because you see his girlfriend, of course, she's got another guy on the side. So she's in it to get something out of Jesus. Even his coach that we thought was, you know, like the guy playing his father role. And, and he did in a lot of ways, he was after something Yeah, like, of course, his uncle, it was, <laughs> it was nothing hidden there. Um, everybody is like, you know, Hey, what, what am I getting out of this? You know, yeah. I, I played some kind of role in your life. So you owe me. Right. And there's a lot of truth in, in what, especially high school athletes go through. Um, so I love the way the movie really shined a light on that. The dynamic between, I thought Denzel and, and uh, Ray Allen had decent chemistry. Um, a lot of that was because of Denzel and, you know, for what it's worth, you know, I think I, Ray did his best. But I don't know, to me, and and as you hinted, the movie was extremely long. But to me, it was unnecessarily long. <laughs> there was too many scenes that I thought, like, what is he doing? Like, I forgot the guy's name, but he drove the red sports car. Yeah. I felt like that scene was 10, 15 minutes long of him giving this long, <laughs> yeah. drawn out speech. And, and again, I don't mind long movies if it's if it's reasonable, you know, it could be two and a half, three hours as, as long as it's part of the flow of the movie. But I yeah. felt like this movie was 30 minutes too long than what it needed to be. Unless you were going to use that time. I would have liked to see more of Jake's character over the last five or six years. Yes. Yeah. How did he deal with the mistake that he made? We don't see that because you got to figure that had to be gut wrenching that the woman he loved dearly, he was responsible for her death and not only killing his wife, but killing his children's mom. What impacted that? We, we don't we don't see any of that. So I felt like there was a lot of areas that if he's going to have close to a two and a half hour movie, he could spend a lot of time in those areas instead of stuff that I thought was pointless. Yeah. Um, and to me, some of the music and the score was just strange and out of place. 
almost like it was from the 70s. And I, I'm not talking about the soundtrack, but just like when it's trying to be dramatic and I'm like, is he setting up an Alfred Hitchcock scary movie or what? I, I, oh, when he's playing the classical music? Wanting this in class, it was just like it would change to where it like fits the flow of, of what's happening in the scene. And then it was like, it would just suddenly shift to where it's like, you think it's about to be a scary scene or something. So <laughs> maybe that was just me. I, I just thought, or maybe it's just because, you know, the movie is almost 25 years old and that was just, and to me it was too loud in certain spots um, where it was distracting from what was happening visually. Yeah. Um, and maybe that was just the quality of, I don't know, maybe Amazon Prime's version. Uh, I don't know. But to me, just some of that didn't sit well. I, I know I'm beating this movie up, but um, to me, the, the way they showed Jake's wife's death was extremely weak. I mean, I, I just didn't buy it. I mean, I mean, I, I get why he had to portray the death in a way like that, because. Of, yeah, of, but. I think of where you were taking Jake's character. It couldn't be like a brutal murder, but I'm like, really you push her and she falls and dies. Come on. I mean, I Spike, mean you, you, you can do better spike that, that was, that happens every day though. That, that was like, he gave that scene to an intern said, look, I've got more important things to deal with. <laughs> that uh, I feel like, I feel like that happens every day. And I feel like that's, I feel like that was a good way for them to make, I've not Jake read a single both. story in my life where it says husband pushes wife and she's dead. I well, mean, he, she hit her head on the counter. I know, but still, I mean, I still haven't read a story like that ever. The, because it happens. It happens every day that it's it's so boring. That's what happens. <laughs> like that's the whole thing is that like it's like if he was if he was going to be brutally killing her, then. And that I would, get, then I we get would a, not be able to to sympathize with him. But when we find out that he like like there's not a single person that hasn't pushed somebody out of in in a in a in a moment of anger. Like whether or not you've done it as an adult, you know, like everybody can relate to that moment where they're just like they've pushed somebody, even if you're a small child, you know, and you how, you, how you many how people have done that and another person died from it? <laughs> Plenty. Plenty. We're gonna have Plenty. to disagree on this one, dude. One of my fr one of my friends pushed me pushed me whenever I was like twelve, and I broke my arm like completely in half. It was not intentional. They didn't want to do that. Parker. The way that I landed, the way that Parker. I landed on a ladder, Parker, that my are, arm in half. Are you breathing right now? Yes, but if my neck would have landed this, in there, if my neck would have landed in the thing, if my neck would have landed in there, died instantly. And and again, I totally agree they had to be careful with how she died because Jake's character and what he was doing in the movie, he couldn't be in there for a brutal murder or a rage to where he, he shoots her or I get that. I just thought that Spike could have been a little bit more creative. I'm, I'm not even so much because she was pushed, but just the way <laughs> the scene unfolded. I, I don't know. I, I just didn't buy it. I, I thought it was weak. Y'all right. so um, hear y'all have heard it here. Jeff is pro pro women violence on this podcast. <laughs> no, I want everybody. He to, wants it the most brutal, the better, the more brutal, the better. I want everybody to research the last 30 or 40 years and send me every article you can find where 
husband pushes wife and she dies. Oh, please. I will. So, I'm, I'm going to be doing this. Maybe right. if a flight of stairs is involved, yes, yeah, you might see it. But anyway, so moving on. Um, I'm just really conflicted of this. Now, granted, I have an extreme love for basketball. I, I love the opening sequence because I, I felt like it was very metaphoric um, because basketball is literally for everybody. It showed, you know, white kids, black kids, boys, girls, country, city, inner city. Um, because basketball to me is one of the least biased sports because it doesn't take a lot of money to play it. Doesn't take a lot of people. I mean, you think about it. Is there another sport that you can play as easy? And I'm sure there are, but I'm thinking about the major sports, but that you can play by yourself and it still be somewhat fun and you can entertain yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, baseball, you need a group of people. Football, you need a group of people. Basketball, man, it's just you. Basketball on the hoop. And if you get a second person in, then you really take it up a notch. So I grew up loving the sport. College basketball is my favorite sport. I also have a, a big love for baseball. Baseball is a sport I actually grew up playing as far as organized sports. Basketball, which is always pickup games and stuff. But so I really loved that aspect of the movie. That that really drew me in. And I had no problem. I was always engaged. I was entertained. Um, I was didn't have to worry about falling asleep. I, I I love a lot of things Spike Lee did with this movie. The fact that you heard everything that I said to slam this movie and still give it a three should tell you that there's a lot of great things about this movie. I just thought there was a couple of things that were a little unforgiving. And I feel like a lot of the awesome reviews, I mean, I read some people say, if this ain't one of your 10 best movies, then you ain't watching movies. You ain't, you, you didn't watch this movie. And I'm like, if you think Ray Allen did an awesome job, you didn't watch this movie. <laughs> Not saying his effort wasn't there, but acting wise, you, I don't know. It was it was too obvious he, he wasn't an actor. So I'm amazed at people that 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 like literally gave this a five out of five and just just should have won all these awards. Ray Allen was awesome, blah, blah, blah. Because here's the thing. I think when it comes to Spike Lee and Denzel Washington, especially together, people are a little too forgiving. They're they're willing to overlook a lot of things. And and I get it. I mean, they're they're like cinema gods in a lot of ways as far as our time. But I felt like that's why so much was said good about this movie was because a lot of people were forgiving because it was Spike Lee and it was Denzel. And the movie is great for a lot of reasons. But I feel like this is one of these situations where Spike Lee didn't get out of his own way to keep the movie from being great. There's a reason it only made $20 million. It's a reason it lost money. It's a reason it didn't get nominated for awards like it could have easily been he couldn't get out of his own way he made some critical mistakes but in the, the day i still give it a three as you can tell this elicits a lot of passion from me but which is a good thing that's what, you, that's what you want from a movie but the reason it listens so much passion is i felt like there was so much potential here i felt like you know one of my favorite potentially favorite movies ever was being dangled in front of me but then I was being flicked in the ear and the back of the head with like these little stupid decisions that were made for the movie that really kind of held it back some. So, whew, let me take a breath. 
right. All right. You need a Gatorade or something over there. You're yeah. listening. But you were close. You said three and a half. I did give it a three. Um, the movie was extremely accurate as far as what recruits go through and just, I mean, I, you probably don't follow college basketball as close as, as, as I do, but man, you always hear these stories where, you know, you know, Hey, this school got this recruit. It's funny how that recruits dad now works at that university or, I mean, there's that stuff's always been going on and this really shines a light on it. Um, it's kind of interesting watching that movie now because nowadays I don't know how much you follow like college athletics, but uh, if you've ever heard of the NIL, uh, which is name, image, and likeness. So athletes can now get paid, mm-hmm. um, you know, for their name, image, and likeness, uh, which I, which I think uh, in some ways it's a positive step in some ways. I think it's, it's really caused some issues, but um, so it's, it's interesting to see the movie go back before that was happening and just, you know, how, a lot of a lot of things that the recruits were dealing with. So yeah. Now we're going to hear Parker's version of what I think is going to be maybe a four. You're exactly right. Actually, I'm going to give it a four because everything that you didn't like, I did. Um, I love the score in this film. I love the way the move the music was, and I think it was meant to to kind of give you that jar. Um, I think I think that was very intentional, and um, that's that's one thing. And uh, the other thing is, I actually liked I actually liked some of Ray Allen's acting. There was definitely parts that I did not think that he was doing great in when it came to like the dramatic roles. Um, I thought he was a little bit over the top with, you know, with Mary with his little sister, um, and then some of the times whenever he when he displayed a lot of like the anger, I feel like um, he wasn't very, he wasn't very believable, but I feel like in the moments where he seemed hurt by other people, I feel like that was actually believable. Um, And I could, I feel like I could actually, I could actually believe that. Um, And those moments actually hit for me. So, I mean, maybe he was, drawing from personal experience i don't know but i, I mean, do like those scenes honestly i think he did great in all the scenes that didn't require any emotions i mean outside See, of that well, that's what i'm saying it's like the ones where like like whenever he like had the coach trying to give him the money and stuff like the lines weren't necessarily great on some of them but like but his, i mean he wasn't like his emotion like i guess is like the way he acted those scenes, like I, I, I could feel how he was hurt, and you know what I'm saying. Like it, it was more than just like, no, I'm too good for that. Like I could see the betrayal in his face. Like, you know what I'm saying. Like he didn't come out and just say it, but like, yeah, I feel like he, in the scenes where he was hurt by people's other people's actions, I feel like he portrayed that very well in those scenes. I don't think he was as stiff as it. I didn't see him as stiff as you are seeing him as, or you did, but, um, yeah. I mean, there were things I did, like you said, there are definitely scenes in this, and it could have been shorter, or it could have had more things added to it, and that's why I'm giving it a four, um, because I probably would like to see this again, and and I feel like 
this is probably one of those films that probably gets better watching it. You know, like, I don't feel like if, you know, like, I feel like this would be one of those good, those movies that you would throw on, like, on a Saturday afternoon when, like, nothing else is on. And you can just kind of, like, throw it on the background and kind of catch what's going on every once in a while. Um, but, yeah, I actually actually really like this movie. Um, and, I mean, it. I don't even feel like it was necessarily because Denzel was in it. Um because I mean, I I feel like his. I guess they probably because they had to give him something to do outside of trying to see Jesus, but um, I really didn't need his storyline with Mila Jovovich Jovovich either. Um, as much as I enjoyed her and her character, like that storyline really didn't need to happen. Um, I mean, I, I think they use that just to to further convince you know, the audience. Yeah. I guess maybe that was like his redemption too, like a little bit of yeah, his redemption the, for like him. The, yeah. Having... He, he killed his wife, but he, he is a legitimate kind hearted soul yeah. that, that looks after women that, that takes up for women. You know, obviously yeah. he made a huge mistake um, that he'll have to live with for the rest of his life. But I, so that, that's kind of, I mean, I, I agreed to an extent. I just thought it was like, okay, but I, that's kind of what I felt like he was doing with those scenes is, and we need we need we need to give a female character for him to kind of show that side of them to to kind of convince the audience that you know he's he's not as bad as what his sentence would would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess it, it, I don't know. It just for me, and I guess in the in the. I mean, I guess you're right. It probably didn't happen, but I don't. I, I guess the way I guess seeing how much it hurt him to lose his wife and the way like it was just so accidental. I guess that was enough for me to portray that. But I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess Spike just feel like he needed to have it, but I mean, there, but that definitely like one car scene that you were talking about, uh, that was pointless. <laughs> that could have just been like, I don't feel like that character really needed to be in there whatsoever. Um, I kind of expected him to like wind up being like a, you know, like a Chekhov's gun situation, like where it's like it comes back later on and winds up like, you know, shooting his dad or something like that just randomly. Um, but and nothing ever happened with him. I, I'll I tell know. you, a, a scene that I just thought was just extremely odd was when <laughs> when uh, Jake was visiting, you know, his wife's gravestone. Mm-hmm. And then started hugging it and just doing weird motions with it. I'm like, what the heck? I mean, I can see that. Like, if you're if you're there and you just know that your wife is like buried under there, uh, I, I mean, I could see like just wanting to like physically like hold something or just like you know what I mean. Like in that moment, it's not him thinking. You know what I mean? Like it's. It's not for him. It's him feeling that love for his wife and like not necessarily like him being like, oh, I'm, I know that she can feel this right now and me hugging her headstone. It's it's more for him. Like, you know, like if if you like if you're hugging a pillow thinking about somebody, you're not like. 
you're not hugging them like you know what i mean like like you know it's not them you're just like expressing the emotion of wanting to hug the pillow i mean i understand what he was doing it just to me it came off as awkward just the way he was hugging it. Uh, I'm like, yeah I, I'm, I'm waiting for him to start dry humping it i'm like what is going on here uh but yeah but i will say this though if anybody likes alcohol you can have fun with this movie and take a shot every time you hear the sentence i'm weighing my options <laughs> right i mean did he really have to put that line that many times i'm sorry i i know i'm still harping on this but uh and again i harp on it for a good reason because i did enjoy this movie so much that it just irks me that, that some of these little things were in there that i think really took away from it but cuz i think this really could have been way up there for me and for a lot of other people. Yeah, I mean, it was, I, I, I did like it. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, 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 you say it's not a basketball movie, but I've, I feel like, I feel like this was, you couldn't have made this not be a bad basketball. Like well, that was all this movie what, was about. What, what I meant by that was, you know, you have some basketball movies where the basketball is the focal point and all the story revolves around a team or a championship game. And that's not what this was. This, this was a movie about the harsh reality of young high school kids and athletics, a relationship between a dad and a father Mm -hmm. and basket and basketball happened to be a part of it. That's what I meant by that. Um, It's not your traditional basketball movie because the focals point was not. And like I said, 10% 10% of his scenes is he's playing basketball. Yeah. Uh, the other 9%, he is acting and, and going through a lot of emotions and which I thought, I, which is why I found it so odd that he didn't use an actor um, for that role. But. Yeah, I'm sure it probably at the time, it probably had something to do with the fact that it was Ray Allen. And, you know, like he probably thought that, that would just get people in the seats more than anything. Well, I mean, Ray Allen wasn't even a really a big thing by then, though. Um, he'd only, you know, played a year or two. Um, you know, and he wasn't like the number one crew. I mean, he wasn't Kobe Bryant. He wasn't near as well known as like a Kobe Bryant or some of the other players um, at the time. So it won't like, I mean, Ray Allen was known, but, you know, there's dozens of other players that were more well known. Yeah. Um. I think he said he just, you know, obviously Spike Lee watches a lot of basketball games. He's courtside in New York. Yep. He just saw something in Ray Allen that he liked. Um, and once Kobe fell through, he knew he wanted, you know, Ray after that. But uh, All right. Well, you gave it a three and I gave it a four. So it gave us an average of three and a half, which is pretty good. Starting out basketball month, basketball movie month. Not too bad. Indeed, indeed. Jeff, what uh, what is your dude or dud of the week this week? All right, I'm gonna go with the dud. All right, and it's not gonna be surprising. My dud is Spike freaking Lee. <laughs> Spike, man, you could have won awards. This movie could have been like even more immortalized than it is. Far more than what it is. I mean, this could have gone down as one of the the best ever. Um, I still love what you did with it, but I feel like I almost feel like it was a little bit of arrogance 
like, yeah, I'll take a basketball player and, and, but uh, I feel like you didn't get out your own way. Uh, you lost money on the movie. Uh, I think you lost out on some accolades because of some critical mistakes. So he's my dud. Parker, right. dude or dud. I am going with a dude this week. And I wish I could have seen more of this character. I liked him. I like Booger. Booger, <laughs> Booger was such a fun character. And I don't know, man. That scene, that scene with him and Jake, whenever Jake had first gotten out and he was at the court, and he is just so happy to have been heard that he grew a couple inches, oh, man. Yeah. That was so funny. Uh, dude, I loved I loved that kid. He was so and, funny. And and Jesus over there knowing that he's full of crap, that he yeah. ain't grown a single inch in <laughs> yeah. probably five years that Jake yeah. was just pouring on the charm. Right, right, right. Loved it, loved it, loved it. He was definitely my dude. I enjoy that kid. Um, all right. So Jeff, uh what are we going to be watching next week? All right. Well, before we get in that, I'll go to our not so random random question of the week all right so i believe if i'm not mistaken this is probably our first sports movie that we've covered right i think so i think so i'm sure we've covered some that maybe sports were in it but i think that's probably our first sports movie yeah so having said that do you have any stories or memories of sports especially the role it played in your childhood whether you were participating in it or you were just a big fan, um, whatever the uh, case might be. I mean, all of the above. I think uh, I started out playing started out playing baseball um, when I was younger. That was the first one. Then I transitioned into basketball for a couple of years. Uh, then I transitioned into football. And then I got into high school and did not play a single damn thing, uh, <laughs> except for with myself. And Ooh, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I love sports. I've always enjoyed um, watching them. Um, football is definitely a mainstay. Uh, basketball, basketball comes and goes, honestly. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy basketball, but I don't know. I, I don't know. There's so many games that it's just hard for me to keep up with an entire season, to be completely honest. Um that's why football's great. It's just like one day a week. I just gotta pay attention to it. Um, it's easy for me. Um, but I still enjoy watching games. I just can't get as into as I used to, um, back when I had more time. But yeah, um yeah, uh, they were a big part of my childhood. Um, I enjoy sports, but like I enjoyed playing them a lot when I was a kid. Um but I do kind of wish that I would have stayed with them a little bit more, but probably wouldn't have. I mean, let's be real. I probably wouldn't have ever amounted to anything in any of those um, areas. So what about you, man? What, uh, what, what kind of memories do you have? I mean, yeah, sports always played a huge role in my life. And if you're anything like me, like when I think back to my childhood memories, I mean, most of them, my best memories are related to sports in some, some shape or form. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started baseball when I was real young, probably like age five, played through high school. Uh, so a lot of fond memories of little league and like championship games. And, uh, but I also had a very strong love for basketball, even though I didn't never 
think outside of one year, I never actually played like an organized sport for like the school or anything like that. But man, neighborhood games, pickup games. I mean, I was always really good at it. Just, I don't know, I guess I already playing baseball, just didn't have a strong enough desire to like play for school or anything, but just so many fond memories. And then, uh, you know, of course, I, I've always loved the North Carolina Tar Heels and just, I, mean, I just have so many like memories of like, especially like when there was like a nine o'clock Tuesday night game, you know, I'm like in elementary or middle school, you know, I'm supposed to be bed by nine, nine thirty, And my parents would, would allow me to stay up late, you know, to 11 o'clock or later because yeah. uh, they knew how much I wanted to see the game and how much I, I loved the game and, and watching it. So just little things like that. And just, you know, I remember watching, you know, like a Saturday afternoon game, at halftime, I was convinced that if I went out and, and shot, if if I did well, you know, in shooting, then the Tar Heels would play well in the second half. <laughs> so just little things like that, just so many fond memories. Um, and then, you know, and like even with my dad and my mom, they were heavily involved. They helped coach, you know, some of my baseball years. And uh, so, yeah, just that's why I love sports movies, uh, especially like basketball and, and uh, baseball. Um, but I mean, of course, I love football movies as well. But and I, I played football a lot. Um, I, I was always very fortunate that we moved a lot when I was a kid. But like every neighborhood we were in had tons of kids, and so I mean, we were always outside, whether it was playing basketball or football, um, wolf ball, uh, whatever the case. It's just so yeah, I always played a huge role. And kind of like what you said though earlier, uh, as I've gotten older and just life's more busier like my schedule used to revolve around North Carolina's basketball schedule. You mm -hmm. know, I was always watching those games. And it's like now, definitely not so much. I mean, I might pull the score up on my phone, keep up with it. Every once in a while, I may be able to watch a game start to finish. But, you know, life happens. But I definitely follow it, still keep up with it, still a huge fan. But, and I'm sure that's, that's you know, the case for a lot of people. I mean, sports, you know, it's just it's just something beautiful about it. Not only just the fun, just the life lessons and that kind of stuff. Is it too late to fill up March Madness brackets? No, it hadn't. Uh, right now, we're in the last week of the regular season. And then next week will be like your conference tournaments. And then after that will be the NCAA tournament, which is what you're thinking about as far as the brackets. So you still, yeah. got, a couple, you still got a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, it's one of the greatest sports events on the planet. Just good old March Madness, the NCAA tournament, the brackets, the whole bit. It's yeah, I always, I always like filling out a bracket, even though I know jack shit about the teams that are <laughs> in it most of the time. It's just fun. Dude, no lie. When I was in a pool years ago at, at the office I worked at, and this one lady didn't know diddly squat. Can I say that? Diddly squat? Yeah. Does that really does that really show my age? That I don't think I use that term much. But anyway, <laughs> she didn't know anything about the sport, the the teams. She actually went and looked at their uniforms and their mascots, and that's how she chose her her brackets and nice. her winners. And she won the entire thing. Nice. Um, what really helped her is was she, she was from Florida, so she picked Florida to win it all, and they were like a five or a six seed. Mm -hmm. But she was the only one in the entire office that picked Florida to win, and Florida won. So she got a bunch of <laughs> she got a she got a ton of points there at the end that helped her win. But uh, but yeah. So our next movie, and you know, 
I've told you over the last week that I struggled with my pick because I I love basketball. I love sports movies. There's so many movies I either wanted to see or rewatch. I mean, you know, you got Space Jam that's out there. You've got the new Space Jam with LeBron James, which yeah. I haven't seen yet. Um, you got classics like Hoosiers. Um, man, the list goes on and on. There's a couple like documentary type things that I haven't watched. But anyway, I decided to go with the movie called Rise, which is on Disney Plus. And it's the real life story. And I do not know how to say his last name. <laughs> He's called the Greek freak. Um, the last name is Anta to Kumpis. I, I, I can't. Uh, uh, well, can you say uh, it's, it's Giannis? I, I, don't I can know. say his first name. I don't he, know. He plays, for the, he plays for the Bucks. <laughs> and what a lot of people don't know is he's he's one of three brothers and all three have played for the bucks at one time i think maybe there's only two on the team now um but it's supposed to be the real life story of, of those three bro- the brothers and they're the first trio of brothers to become nba champions cool um, hopefully we'll be able to learn, say their last name before <laughs> yeah man if, if you look it up and you look at the spelling you would be like me and it's like it probably isn't even worth attempting it and to be honest with you, when I'm watching the ESPN, I don't even know if any of the announcers usually even say his last name. They either just call him Giannis or I think his nick- nickname's the Greek Freak. Um, <laughs> but it's on Disney Plus. So difficult pick, but I haven't seen this. I also feel like with Disney, it has a decent chance of being pretty good. It is a <laughs> it is a it is a Maybe. Disney Disney original. Um, cool, but so there you go. Awesome. Well, I'm excited. I've never seen it, so yeah, cool. Uh, so check that out on Disney Plus if you want to watch that with us. Jeff, you got anything else before we get out of here this week? No ill will towards Spike Lee or Ray Allen. I love you guys. Y'all are awesome. Um, maybe I was just in a bad mood today, but anyway, yeah, love you guys. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Jeff. And uh, thank you so much for doing this with me every week. Thank you guys for listening and for um, just supporting us. If you uh, can't support us financially, you can do so by spreading the word, um, telling your friend, family. Um, You can also support us by giving us a one-time rating review and making sure that you are subscribed so that you don't miss out on episodes. And if you do want to support us financially, you can go to our Patreon. Links to that and our socials are in the show notes. Yeah. uh, Thank you so much again. And remember, when you're number one, everybody wants a piece of the pie. Peace out. All right. That was dumb.